Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have an amazing alternative rock band called Valkyrians coming on momentarily to join us, and we have Chris Valkyria and Lou Paglione coming on tonight. So it's going to be an awesome interview. I had them on a long time ago, but um, they're releasing a brand new full-length album titled Scent of Breathlessness, so we're going to be promoting the heck out of that album tonight, playing some singles off of it, and uh, going through the musical journey of Valkyrians. So if you're tuning into the show, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in tonight, the number is 805-243-1320. I do have a chat room open, but because I am a one-person show, I'm going to be predominantly focused on the interview. So if you're new to my show tonight, just to give you a little bit of background, I launched the show, I can't believe it's been over two years ago, because I really wanted to create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to really help support, promote them, and uh, spread the word about who they are and what they do. Um, I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I really love to do is use my skills in terms of interviewing people. Um, That's one of the things I'm passionate about. And then the other thing is the entertainment industry. I'm also a singer-songwriter. I do some writing for some magazines, and then I decided to combine all the things I enjoy doing to create the radio show. So although I mentioned I'm a psychologist, I just want to also put out the disclaimer that my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. We do not do formal therapy on my show. I know some of my guests do like to joke around, and uh, we do use humor on my show. But again, we're not doing any type of uh, formal therapy. All right, everyone, I apologize about that. Something happened technically with one of the things in the switchboard, so I genuinely apologize about that. I could not control it, and the thing, for whatever reason, went out. So we are back live right now. Again, I apologize for the inconvenience. So let's do this. Let's uh, introduce Valkyrians, okay, and then we will bring Chris and Lou on. Valkyrians is a Philly-based band that has established a reputation of a band's hard to categorize. Um, These guys definitely have a memorable sound. The foundation is in the alternative rock category, and it is painted by Chris Valkyria's soft but potent vocal work with melodic folk and world undertones. Um, She is accompanied by Lou Paglione, who is an amazingly talented multi-instrumentalist. He's the co-songwriter. He has toured with some amazing bands, and we're going to talk about them tonight, the Hooters, uh, to name a few, and also Cinderella. And their band also has uh, lead guitarist Mark Harris in it, who is a well-sought-after session player, and he has been working in the tri-state area for many years. So tonight, as I mentioned, these guys have an amazing musical journey. Chris is originally from Norway, and Lou has um, also come over from Italy. So we're going to learn all about their backgrounds, their musical journey, and, as I said, really promote sense of breathlessness tonight. So without further ado, let's uh, bring them on. Hey, how are you? Hey, Carrie, Hello? it's Lou. How are you? Hey, Lou, I apologize about that technical glitch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's quite all right. I uh, figure let me just hang. I'm so used to these conference calls. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So if anything happens, if, God forbid, you cut out at any point, just call back in and I'll hook you back in. 
So let me bring uh, Chris Chris on too, okay? Sure, thank you. All right. Hi, how are hey, you? Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm good. Good. So As I said, to be back on the show again. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to have you guys. And as I mentioned, I'm very sorry about the technical glitch that happened. Unfortunately, sometimes these things are out of our control. But all right. Okay. So welcome to the show again, guys. It's just a pleasure to have you back on and been such a supporter and promoter of the show. So I really just want to say how much I genuinely appreciate that. As we know, it's so important to promote each other and do cross promotions. And so, again, I, I really appreciate your support. And likewise, you do a great job, Karen, so we appreciate, we appreciate your support as well, so thank you. Cool. Very cool. So let's do this, because, again, the, the show has definitely come a long way since I've had you guys on, so the audience has grown significantly over the past couple of years. So I definitely want to delve into your backgrounds a little bit, a little bit about you guys growing up, where you're from, so people can really get you know a good feel about who you guys are as people, and then we're going to eventually transition into how Valkyrians formed and came together. So who wants to uh, who wants to start out? Um, I guess I can start. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Chris. Um, so uh, just freely associate on on where I'm from and who I am. Um, What's that? I I'm <laughs> I'm from Norway, born and bred, and um, like you, kind of were interested in human behaviors and got a psychology degree at university in North America. And um, started playing music here, and um, played in quite a few different constellations, a solo, duo, quite a few different bands. And then I met uh, Lupe Gilm and um, and Mark Harris from a current band, Valkyrians, about three years, almost four years ago, now, three or four years ago. Wow. And um, and we've been together ever since, and it's been an incredible journey, just being able to explore both mine and Lupe Gilm's songwriting and kind of filling in the blanks for each other and making it really, you know, being kind of our unique sound. Nice. Let's, if it's okay, let's digress a little bit because I think your background, and, and Lou too, I definitely want to get into his background too, but since you're the first person talking, Chris, tell us a little bit about, you know, what was it like growing up in Norway? I know that you mentioned in your bio that, you know, you didn't come from a traditional family that was really musically oriented. So tell us a little bit about the background growing up when you came over here and, and how you got interested in music? Yeah. Um, so I grew up being very interested in horses and um, taekwondo. So I was a martial arts girl. And uh, in Norway, it's a little bit different from here. It's, I guess it's much more like rural mid-America that's really, really cold in the winters and there's a lot of kind of outdoorsy things that people do. And uh, okay. I certainly had my fair share of cross-country skiing and alpining, snowboarding, and all that kind of stuff that, you know, people do. Um, and my mandatory Sunday stroll that all families have to do on Sundays. Okay. Um, so I <laughs> did all these things, and we didn't really do a lot of music. I sang a little bit in the church choir as a child, but I was told I needed to pick between the, uh, all my interests, and I picked horses and taekwondo. And uh, when I entered high school, I really, I wrote a lot of poetry, and I think I was uh, really interested in much more of the sitting and contemplating and kind of getting my thoughts and emotions down on paper. And um, I listened so much to music, and music did so much to me. You know, it just really resonated with me emotionally and 
and um, it made it was therapeutic for me in so many ways. And I felt like I had to start picking up an instrument, and I had to kind of join that wave of beauty, you know, because it just did mm-hmm. so much for me. And so I did. I picked up a guitar, and um, I think I made it, made it my first song just knowing one chord. <laughs> so that was so okay. eager to. Yeah, I was so eager to kind of get all these thoughts on paper and into the melody. And um, and since then, I've just written songs. Very and cool. And uh, I think it was about 16 when this happened. Wow. Was there anything significant in your life that, like you said, you grew up being interested in, in horses, which is really cool because I don't think, I'm not sure if you shared that last time in the Taekwondo stuff. So was there something significant in your life around age 15, 16 where you you know, were inspired by music? Did you see someone playing? Were you watching something on TV um, that kind of really pulled you in? Well, you know, I found I found um, solace in music. I found that was my way of getting serenity. I had a very chaotic home life, and I actually lived alone from 16 and a half to 17 years old. So throughout high school, I paid my own rent and worked, you know, the odd jobs to just pay my own rent and, and survive and wow. get good grades because I had, you know, great ambitions. And um, and so for me, music for me was, you know, just really the place where I experienced flow. You know, where you experience, the, you know, that hours go by without you knowing it and that you are just in a kind of positive state of mind that um, isn't re- you're not really quite cognizant of it. And I kind of really needed that at that age. And wow, I, I got you. It. Right, definitely. <laughs> it sounds like, and again, you, you share as much as you want to share. I'm not someone who's going to press people to, you know, share stuff that they don't feel comfortable. But as you said, I guess the chaotic life in the home environment was kind of something that really probably inspired you to have the music, as you said, because it became therapeutic and something for you to find some solace in. So that's that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what age did you, when did you move to, when did you come over to the United States? I traveled a lot, and I lived in Australia for a while, and I lived back in Norway again, and then I think I moved to America when I, after I finished my psychology degree, so I must have been 25. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's do this. We'll now transition over to Lou a little bit so he can tell us about his background and um, how he got interested in music, and then we'll kind of combine the two to how you guys met each other sure i mean i like i like horses too <laughs> okay <laughs> you ride horses well <laughs> <clears throat> um um you know i was i was born here originally um okay and then to make a long story a little shorter a little condensed uh moved back and forth to italy quite a bit um actually I attended about six different grade schools, <laughs> coming back wow. here, back and forth. Uh, forgot the language, forgot to speak English twice. I had to relearn English two times. Um, oh, my But it was, it's, it's an interesting journey. It's an incredibly interesting journey. Um, so much to talk about. But um, focusing on the music piece, I, I started with the accordion at three years old. My parents um, basically got me into the accordion. Um, it's a very traditional instrument. It's uh, it's a wonderful instrument, you know, especially when you have a lot of beautiful company and your families around you <clears throat> during mm-hmm. special moments, holidays, etc. So I was the I was the entertainer, as you can say, um, and and it was it was great. Um, the cool thing about the accordion is that uh, it launched me to 
uh, move on to other instruments because after a while you realize the accordion is not that cool when you're a kid. <laughs> you know, it's just right. not a cool instrument. Um, and learning classical piano was probably my next step. Um, coming back, when we came back to the country again, we went to uh, another great school here where after school we were ended up in the convent and just stayed there for a few hours while my mother and father attended to their store. And uh, I was taught by the mother superior. She basically taught me classical piano. She gave me like pure rigid lessons on classical piano, which I'm so appreciative of as mundane and as hard as some of those exercises could have been hours and hours of repetitive motion, you realize down the road this is going to mean something. And even at that age, I realized that down the road this meant something. Because at three years old, learning the scales, you know, you don't realize, you don't make a a decision whether it's boring or not. You just do it because you're three years old. But now when you become nine, 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 ten years old, you realize, why am I doing this again? And then you're focusing on different skills, especially with the left hand on on the classical piano. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from there, I just self-taught the rest of the instruments, because I had the basic foundation of learning classical piano, I feel I felt confident enough to be able to pick up a guitar or another instrument, a bass, you know, mm-hmm. even a, a horn instrument, and start to slowly but surely figure that out. And, uh, you know, the love of music, since I was born, is, is, is always with me, and, and that's, what's, that's what's more important in life in general, just the love of the music in general. And sure, definitely, too. and the horses. So are you yes. joking around, <laughs> or do you really do like horses? <laughs> I really love. I really do love horses. Oh, awesome! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, do you, uh, do you um, ride I, in not, your I'm free a, time? Uh, I'm not a rider. I'm not a rider like this. Was I? I, I just okay. love enjoying them. I, I was around them when I was in my childhood as well. Uh, my cousins okay. owned a few horses in, in New Jersey, and we basically uh, loved going to the stables and watching them train, etc. Uh, awesome. It was a beautiful ride. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's an interesting journey, quite an interesting journey. Um, you, you tend to establish yourself pretty quickly. My brother and I um, never had anything handed to us, so you kind of establish yourself pretty quickly on surviving on this earth. Sure. I agree with you, definitely, being, you know, mm-hmm. working hard and being perseverant and, uh, yeah, just uh, pushing through and not letting people try to bring you down, definitely. So how exactly. did you... How did the two of you meet? Tell us the, the story behind how you guys met, and then you can also share any of the other musicians like Mark Harris and other people that have uh, collaborated with you guys. I, so I played I in a lot of bands. Oh. oh, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> go ahead. You go first. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was playing uh, solo in between bands for a while uh, here in uh, Philadelphia, and I started playing with a drummer, just me on my acoustic guitar and with a drummer, and he said, you know, we really need to have a little bit more solid sound, <laughs> I guess, but <laughs> it's just so much work to find that right person, you know, mm-hmm. and I just want to keep the integrity of my songs and, you know, uh, that kind of whole diva thing that Lou always teases me about, and um, and he said, you know, I, I really know a great bass player, we should bring him in, and so he brought Lou in. And um, and he, he was really great, and we uh, we kind of really clicked. And then a little bit after that, we brought Mark in, Mark Harris, and he is also a wonderful lead guitar player. And what's great about both Lou and Mark is that uh, we like to kind of sw- switch things around on stage when we play live. <coughs> so like when Lou goes on the piano for a couple of songs or on the accordion, then Mark picks up the slack and he plays the bass. So it's very kind of dynamic and... Um, organic kind of setting on stage, which is wonderful. 
And it's just so important to find someone that you really click with musically. And uh, Lou and I can really just finish each other's sentences musically. And it's been a wonderful journey. Uh, we also have a children's music duo that we're very active with. Um, just me and Lou, and it's called Chris and Lou, that we, we play for very young children from you know, zero to seven or, and do a lot of charity work with that. So it's been a, it's been a very fun journey. That's awesome. Yeah, please also, I was going to ask you about that later, but since you're talking about it now, definitely, you know, plug where people can find the children's stuff because you guys have some amazing stuff out. And just for me to plug you guys, you know, people just check out my podcast. They were on promoting the Chris and Lou stuff. And I remember there was, you know, different types of educational songs about potty training, and it's so catchy, and it's really just cute, great material that you can use for your kids. So please plug, you know, where people can find you. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, you can find us at chrisandlu.com. Uh, now, Chris is spelled C-R-I-S. There's no H in Chris. So chrisandlu.com, and, um, or you can just write Chris and Lou and Children's Music Philadelphia, and, you know, we will pop up. This is a pretty busy website. <clears throat> our our albums up on iTunes and uh, Amazon as well, too. So. Yes. Sorry, I, I'm sorry to talk over. I'm, uh, our albums are up on iTunes. Yeah, I think you can look up, up Chris and Lou, and also we're about to release the second CD, but you know, with uh, the Valkyrian CD release, we wanted to just hold off a little bit, and then um, okay. and then eventually kick off the second CD. But we are also in the process of kicking off a an audio book. Uh, I shouldn't call it an audio book; it should be called a, a an ebook. Is that the right term, Chris? Okay, I, I guess it's a multi um, multimedia reader. Yeah. Yes, so it's, a reader. it's basically anyway, yeah, we're taking our songs little by little, you know, Carrie, and we're just going to put a story behind each one of those songs. And it's just, a, a, again, the same thematic messages on good morning, brushing teeth, you know, being nice to people, <laughs> doing good for others, Great. et We're putting each one of our songs into an e-book, and we're adding, obviously, a song behind the e-book as well, so you're not just looking at lyrics only. Oh, wow. Pictures, you know. That's awesome. Very cool. I look forward to it. We have a wonderful illustration that has done all the illustrations for our first book and so it's, it's hitting Amazon in a couple of days I think oh my gosh yeah, well let uh, me know and we'll definitely promote it that's great a dear friend from high school uh, happens to be a very good illustrator we met we, we've caught up after so many years and not seeing each other and he um, he proposed uh, you know being able to do this for us I was like absolutely let's, let's get cracking wow. so Great. That's awesome. I love artwork too. That's one one of my passions too. So illustrations and things like that. That's really cool. I can't wait to see it. Very cool. Congratulations, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Nice. So um, let's do this because I know your songs. You know they're about four minutes long, and I want to play both of them for you guys tonight, so we can really give people a, a good taste of what Scent of Breathlessness is all about. So why don't we check out the first one titled No Remember All Forgotten? And um, whoever wants to. Tell us a little bit about that song, the meaning behind it, and then we'll take a listen to it and come back and talk more about uh, the band and what's in store for the future with the album. Sure. Yeah, I don't remember this cool. song. It's all forgotten. Oh, you're funny. It's very much about okay. being forgetful as it is about denial. And, um, uh, you know, on the on surface level, this song is about uh, a breakup or a divorce. Um, where you kind of really are so eager to move on that you don't really um, admit to the fact that there are wounds that haven't healed and and um, that um, beautiful memories are still going to haunt you, even if things have gone ugly. 
And so that's what that song is about. All right, great. So I'm going to put you guys on hold again. God forbid anything happens with the technical stuff. Just hang in there. Um, okay, and when we come back, we will uh, talk more about uh, everything that's in store for the new album, okay? Thanks, Gary. Thank All right, hold on, Chris and Lou. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Valkyrians, and this is one of the singles off of their brand-new full-length album. It is out now on iTunes and Amazon Music and the major digital sites, so please pick up a copy. This is titled No Remember, All Forgotten, so let's take a listen, and we'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back again. No Remember, All Forgotten, one of the hit singles off of Valkyrian's album that is out now on iTunes, Amazon Music, and all digital sites. So please pick up a copy. It's an amazing song and just beautiful voice, beautiful music, uh, the whole gamut there. Let me just do a quick plug for a couple of uh, people that I do some cross-promotions with. Uh, Check out talentspotlightmagazine.net. It is a really great online magazine. They do comprehensive, thorough interviews with musicians, artists, filmmakers. Chris and Lou should check them out. You can go to talentspotlightmagazine.net, and um, I've done some work for the owner, and I've written some articles for the magazine, so uh, check them out. It's a really cool magazine. Also, check out Davin's Den. It's a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh out loud, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes here or watch old episodes. Or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on davincomedy.com, and that is spelled D-A-V-I-N, comedy.com. All right, so let's bring Chris and Lou back on. Well, <laughs> All right, Hi. guys, you are back on. Beautiful song. It is just, I mean, your your voice is amazing. The the music is just phenomenal. Um, Chris, real quick again, just refresh my memory. Is your voice is your voice just all self trained, or did you take lessons? I mean, it's just really really cool. Um, I'm I'm completely self trained. Um, wow. And I'm sure that you know vocal teachers out there cringe when they hear me, you know, do all the breaking and breathy and all that kind of stuff. But that's me. You know, and I feel like I convey emotions that way. (laughs) Well, it's original, and I think, you know, that's what's important. I mean, people can cringe all they want, but, I mean, it's just there's nothing else that sounds like it, and I think that's what, you know, makes you guys so unique and just uh, definitely stand out. Well, thank you. Yeah. What are some of your influences, Chris, in terms of, you know, musicians, if you could pick a couple? Uh, well, I started off listening to a lot of folk. Um, being 15, 16, I listened to all this 1968 kind of generation of folk and rock music, uh, like Melanie, Saska, Janet Ian, um, and then I kind of progressed to, you know, the, the typical classics, the Beatles and Rolling Stones. I absolutely worshipped them growing up. And um, okay. my, actually, first, my first album ever and my first poster on the wall when all my peers were listening to New Kids on the Block, and they were like 10 years old. I had Elvis Presley on the wall, and I had all his videos. <laughs> so it was a little bit offbeat, musically. Um, so, uh, but um, in my grown life, and since I you know, started playing music too, I do admire Heaven Over, Tori Amos, um, listened a lot to Ben Harper. The first CD of mm-hmm. Lenny Kravitz, actually, I think it's an absolutely amazing CD, and that was kind of one of the reasons why I picked up the guitar at 16. Because I wanted to play okay. the guitar like he did. <laughs> um, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And what about you, Lou? What types of musicians or musical influences do you have? Because, again, I mean, you're extremely talented. Your playing is impeccable. So tell us a little bit about some of the people who inspire you. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the, the, the span is uh, endless. I, I love all the classicals and the operas. Um, and I have older cousins here. 
who introduced me to all the great classical bands. Um, I fell in love with The Who and The Rolling Stones and The Beatles as well. And uh, my first album, I think, was High Tide and Green Grass, uh, The Stones' Greatest Hits, and I worshipped those guys quite a bit. Um, that's how I kind of self-taught guitar because of <laughs> the Keith Richards and the Keith Jones of the world. And, um, um, you know, I moved on to the punk metal scene. I love the metals. I love the, love the punks. I love the alt scene quite a bit. I grew up loving bands like The Smiths and Marcy. Mm-hmm. I, I fell in love with his lyrics. I, lo- I fell in love with Marcy, per se. I mean, he's just his stuff was fantastic. And, and it still is fantastic to say. Um, but uh, it, it spans. I mean, it, there's no particular trend. I mean, I, I like anything that comes across that just sounds good. Right, right. Cool. Very cool. So, again, you guys are very eclectic and diverse. And, uh, again, you, you run the whole gamut in terms of your influences and, and styles, which, you know, you can definitely see throughout the songs that you guys have. So, really cool. Really cool stuff. Oh, so, how cool. long, tell us a little bit about um, your new album, Sense of Breathlessness. How long did it take you guys to record the album? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's been about seven years in the making. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, uh, I started recording a lot of these songs seven years ago in Nashville in a big studio called the Sound Emporium and uh, with session musicians. So six of the songs on the album are actually session musicians and the instrumentals are so, so good that I didn't want to touch it. There was so much work put into it. Um, sure. But since then, Lou and I have gone in and we have uh, put new vocals on with our harmonies because... Um, a big big staple of ours is that we have very kind of discombobulating harmonies and um, and we wanted to have more like a current sound and make it sound like us. So mm-hmm. we redid a lot of these songs even if we kept the basic of the instrumentals and then we recorded six new ones with um, the Valkyrians. So um, it's been a long journey and I have to say that the most horrible aspect of that journey was the last year that I think we finished laying tracks um, about a year ago, and the last year, we regularly went to the studio just to do mixing, and that's a torturous, excruciating process where I think everybody <laughs> ends up kind of not liking each other at the end of the night. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. We felt, wow, we felt bad for our studio guy. Uh, we, we tortured the poor guy, but, uh, yeah. you know, it, that's his job. Right. We love you, but, you know, we also kind of disliked you strongly for a while there. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm sure as long as he's uh, objective and impartial, he understands that, you know, you guys are the ones, you know, that are going to be putting it out there. So I'm sure he appreciates your whatever critique or whatever you're doing to try to get it the way you want it to sound. So, yeah, I mean, it's just an excruciating process. of It's almost like 15 hours straight of this kind of optic test, like when you go to the optometrist and they're like, is it better now or is it better now? And you're like, I don't know. I can't. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh man, and that's and that's hard. I think because sometimes when I remember when I was doing my album, when you're you're so in, you know engulfed in the music, you know it, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to sometimes think clearly. And sometimes maybe an objective person from the outside who hasn't heard it, you know, a musician who's a professional, can come in and sometimes say, "Well, this is what I'm hearing," or you know what I mean. It's it's so hard when you're kind of so involved in it to separate yourself. Exactly, and, and you don't really know what you you are listening for either. You know, and right. Lou and I kept saying. You know, we don't speak geek, so can you just, like, say it in English? Because we don't know what, you, <laughs> what right. we're listening for here, you know. Where did you, um, where did you guys record it? And if you want to plug any of the people involved, you know, feel free to, you know, put their yeah, names we, out um, there. 
we, we recorded at Cambridge Sound Studios in Newtown, and uh, the producer and the owner of the studios, James Salomon. So we had a long, long, but good experience there. <laughs> nice. Very cool. So that's where you've been recording it over the, the past several years. Yes. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. So in terms of the songwriting process, I mean, were most of these songs, like you said, Chris, songs that you had had, and where did they, you know, who, how did you get inspired by them? Was it from life experiences? Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I think I told you that, you know, I started writing music because it was um, it was good for me. It felt good. It was mm-hmm. therapeutic. I, you know, experienced flow. And so quite a lot of the songs on this album are songs that I wrote a long time ago after I lost my mother. And so, again, music kind of stepped in for, for me as being therapeutic. So quite a few of the songs are about that, um, about okay. the conglomerate of emotions that you experience after, after that. And um, a couple of the songs Lou wrote, um, there's two songs on that particular album that are written by Lou. Now, Lou has written many, many songs that we are playing currently live with the Volcarians, but we have so many songs to pick from. So we kind of decided to go with the older songs first and kind of chronologically, um, you know, for our next album, use some of the newer songs and have more of nice. Lou's writing as well. Okay, very cool, very cool. And what about you, Lou, in terms of, you know, just what inspires you when you're writing a song? Is it a life experience you've had? Is it something that you just witness out there and you need to express yourself about it? Where does your kind of musical drive come from when you're creating? Yeah, it's it's amazing, um, you know, we, Chris and I always talk about this, how she tends to put the lyrics in front of the songs. And a lot of my stuff is pretty much it's all life experiences, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, observations. Um, but I tend to put the music in the front. So, you know, I, I think sometimes I'm partially insane because music constantly runs in my head. There's, there's always notes flying wow. across my head like, like a computer data board. And uh, <laughs> I t- it's amazing. So it, it doesn't stop even when I'm just, being, I feel like music's constantly playing. So the good thing about it, I get to put that all up front. It's, you know, even when I listen to songs today, or listen to any any song, um, I, I listen to the, the music. I can play back the song. If somebody asked me to repeat the lyrics, I I couldn't do it because I tend to put the lyrics right. in back. Um, it, it's it's just uh, I don't know. It's just a pattern. Yeah, it's an interesting pattern that I developed. But uh, um, yeah, so the melodies and stuff that I write are, are pretty much um, stuff that I just find to be quite uh, uh, satisfying for me. I like a good song with, you know, the words behind it as opposed to the words in the front. Some people do different, but uh, at least that's the way I think. When you say the words, just to just to kind of educate people out there, when you say the words behind it versus in the front, are you talking about, like, the mix in terms of how you like the vocals mix? Oh, or no, yeah, are you... not physically... Yeah, not, not physically or, or per se. Um, I'm not trying to technically put the words in the back. Um, it's just... Okay. Uh, the voices become more of an instrument to me than than the right. words themselves. I mean, listening to the Beatles, for example, I mean, four fantastic voices. I mean, I, I sure. love that. I just love listening to how they just harmonize on a song. I'm more mesmerized by by how they come through with notes in their in their words as opposed to listening to the actual meaning of the song. Gotcha, gotcha. Which sometimes okay. can be a fault. <laughs> but that's no, that, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. So let's do this. Let's check out um, the other track that we're going to play tonight called Venting of Swords. 
And um, again, if, if Chris wants to share with us a little bit about the track, we'll, uh, she can do that. And this is we'll... actually written by Lou, so Lou can maybe oh, okay. say a little bit about it. There you it. go. Yeah. We got one from each of you. Okay, Lou, so you're on now to yeah. tell us a little bit about Venting of Swords. Yeah, this, this one's interesting. This is kind of like um, we, we all face this every day. Now, you know, just sometimes people in general um, maybe carve something out of you, even though you're trying to be a good person about things. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No matter how good of a person you can be, you may still be blamed for certain things that you never should have been blamed for in the first place. And no matter how sure. hard you try, no matter how good of a person you try to be, you know, the purpose of this song was trying to say, hey, you know you have to be yourself, and you know, you know you have to move on in life as yourself, knowing what you did without caring what other people criticize you for. Okay. I think that's well said, and I think I think that's something that we can all relate to at some point in our lives or another. So, yeah, very cool, uh, very cool topic and content of the song. So let's do this. I will uh, put you guys on hold. We'll uh, check this out, and then, you know, think about anything that you guys want to share, and I'll, you know, I'll go over some other stuff with you guys, too, when you come back. All right? Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Okay. Hold on again. Thanks. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to Chris Valkyria and Lou Paglione of Valkyrians. And we're going to check out right now the other track that we're listening to tonight called Venting of Sorts off of their new album, Scent of Breathlessness. So please check it out. Download a copy. Awesome music. And you can check these guys out. They're always playing in Philly, and they can share when we come back any upcoming shows and uh, events that they have. All right, here we go, Venting of Sorts, and we'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, again, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show, and that is the hit single, Venting of Sorts, off the Valkyrian's new album, sorry, long day, <laughs> Scent of Breathlessness. So please check it out and uh, go to iTunes and Amazon Music and download a copy of their album, which is out now today. All right, let's bring them back on. Okay, you and Chris. Welcome back. Hello, Beautiful song. Another amazing track off of the new album. Thank you. Very good. It's, very it's cool. a good song. It's um, it, it's kind of interesting with you know different kind of um, interchangeable harmonies and and uh, a little bit more of a punch to it. We have a couple of a little bit more rocky songs on the album, and um, and we like playing those live. Cool, very cool. And please, you know, share with the audience some of the names, those tracks that you might want them to uh, also check out that stand out to you in terms of the rockier, like you said, versions that you have. Um, of the tracks on the on the album, I think we have See Me and uh, Venting of Thoughts and uh, I guess Calling to My Soul is kind of more of a rockier sound and Only You. Cool, very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in terms of upcoming shows, do you guys have any shows in the works that you want to share with everyone? No, actually, we just uh, had our release, grand release party last week, and uh, we were kind of just focusing so much on just getting this album out, and uh, so we actually haven't booked anything up for, for the future. Uh, we will be posting that on our on Facebook, if you'd like our Facebook page, Valkyrians, and on our website, chrisvalkyria.com. It will be a lot of shows coming up in, in um, January and February, but probably not anything more for the full band for the rest of the year. Um, I'm also heading okay. off back to Norway for about 10 days. So, oh, wow. Um, so the rest of December is kind of shot because I want to get home. <laughs> Chris and I, have, yeah, we, we no. do have one more, we do have one more acoustic gig coming up uh, this Friday, actually, uh, yeah. at oh, the nice. ground in, in Collingswood, New Jersey. So, yeah, we do try to fill up a lot of our time between band gigs with uh, acoustic gigs as well. So it keeps That's us great. fresh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good again. way of. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's go a ahead. good way for us to kind of rehearse uh, our material and actually introduce new songs sometimes to each other for me and Lou to actually play small coffee shops and and smaller venues to um, to just kind of keep keep ourselves going. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's definitely a good way, like you said, to just kind of have a rehearsal in a way and also get the opportunity to play out. And uh, yeah, very cool. I look forward to definitely checking out the website. You guys got to come to Central Jersey at some point. <laughs> it's, and we'd love to. We'd love to. I know. Well, we'll talk off the air. We'll try to find some places that we can, uh, you know, refer you guys to or, you know, try to get you to play at or something. That would be great. Um, definitely. Definitely. So outside of music, I know, Chris, you were talking about, you know, horses and uh, and taekwondo or karate. Do you still do that stuff? To tell us about a little, some of your interests, I guess, currently, in terms of when you're not playing music and you have a free moment, things that you enjoy doing. Um, yeah, it's, it's that whole thing with a free moment that's really difficult for me. <laughs> uh, between um, Valkyrians, Chris and Lou, our children's music duo, being the mother of a five-year-old, and I'm actually trying Aww. to... Um, I like to think of myself as a stay-at-home mom, but I just work a lot when he's not around or he's asleep, so that means I don't get to sleep much because I have to take the evenings to do things. And wow. um, and I also, you know, see patients. I work in a private practice, so I um, I do that in the daytime. Um, but, yeah, I um, 
I don't do taekwondo or horses anymore. Uh, whenever I go home to Norway, I always try to horseback ride, and my son is really into it too. But I okay. yeah, I used to train track horses for many years when I was a teenager, and I'm certainly not doing that anymore. And and uh, as as far as taekwondo goes, um, I have to just use the punching bag at the gym, and I use that frequently. <laughs> and um, just you know, trying to stay in shape that way. But uh, I don't really have time to kind of nurture more of my hobbies than the music right now because. I want to be there for my son, and that's maybe the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, then maybe that question wasn't as uh, applicable, but you're still doing some cool stuff. You're involved in a lot of different things. So, what about um, what about you, Lou? When I know, and I know you have children too, so it's probably difficult with all the music you're doing (laughs) too. But and and you work full time, correct? In addition to everything else. Yeah, correct. Um, You know, um, I work full time in the commercial insurance industry. Okay. Um, you know, with uh, I have two boys, 17 and 13, and you know, my time wow. spent with them is uh, so valuable. With uh, you know, as as changes in life come along, the 17 year older about to graduate high school, you know, helping him look mm-hmm. for jobs and stuff like that. And with the 13, you know, still being 13, we still spend a lot of cool quality time together when we are together. And um, you know, that's occupied you know, quite a bit. Um, but you know, you still find time. I mean, you always find time for for things you love to do. I love to cycle. I love to draw, I love the travel. It sounds like a speed date for a second, doesn't it? But, uh, you know, it's, just, it's, it's you know, I, I still love doing all that stuff. And, and as long as you put the time aside, you know, you know, the nightly gym sessions and uh, music, uh, you know, with the Chris and Lou children's stuff as well. I mean, we do spend quite a bit of time um, putting um, efforts in Chris and Lou, making sure that can maintains and continues. It's all it's all for the love of it too. So right. it's never a job. Even my work. I mean, you know, I love going to work, but I, you know, obviously, I love doing everything. Uh, and as, much, yeah. as long as I can put as much as I can throughout the day, I always feel complete. You know. Yeah. No. I, mean, I think no, we're both it, the it, people it, that have very high energy level, and we both enjoy, you know, really being under the gun for for time. And we work best when we have a million balls in the air and, and we can be creative and thrive that way. And so it's, it's a good kind of collaboration that we both understand, like, okay, you've got to squeeze in the gym time, but things are still going to get done, you know. Right. Well, I think it's, I think, the key thing, and I think both of you guys, you know, exude this on some levels, not just the passion, but just the discipline, the organizational skills. I mean, when you're doing all the stuff you guys just talked about doing, but even when it's just you know, absolutely taking care of your kids and everything else and having the time to do the music. You know, most people you hear, they get married, they have kids, and they just they just let it go because they don't, you know, put that time in or carve out that niche so that they continue doing it. So I think it's amazing um, that you guys are able to. I mean, it's, ha- it's happened to, I mean, it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to Chris. I mean, it's sure. tough because you have a major lifestyle change all of a sudden with kids in the house, you know. But um, you, after a while, you, your, your true nature comes back pretty quickly, and you realize, wow. I can't suppress this. This is what I've been doing my whole life. I can't just stop it, you know. So you you move on and you try to persist, you know, in some way or another you try to persist. Very cool, very cool. So what else do you guys want to share about the album? Um, Any other, you know, websites you Mm -hmm. want to plug, places you want people to check you out at, you know? Yes, we we talked about com. Uh, we talked about iTunes and Amazon, making sure the album is uh, available on, on those websites as well, as you mentioned. Thank you for that. Um, also, you know, shamelessly plugging Chris and Lou. It's it's, it's not just a, a music uh, children's duo. It's also a very socially conscious children's project. Mm-hmm. We're constantly... 
doing something for some form of charitable work because we're trying to spark as much goodness as possible, hoping others can do the same. Um, and, you know, whether it's collecting blankets for homeless or going to the hospitals and playing for kids in the room, that doesn't mean others have to do the same. They, they can do something else. And that, as long as it's society is being helped one way or another, I think that's what we're trying to at least uh, <laughs> let the kids understand that as they grow up and hopefully hear that in our messages. Nice. So the Chris and Lou stuff is a special project. Uh, uh, the CDs that we do sell um, partially are donated to the Philadelphia Children's Alliance. Um, and you can read up a lot about those guys, um, what they do, the wonderful work in the city of Philadelphia, uh, mm-hmm. which focuses on sexually abused children. Um, wow. So it's, um, it, it's a real special project for Chris and I. She got me in it. She asked me if you wanted to play children's music. I was like, wow, sure. I never did it before. And it's the best thing I've ever done, <laughs> writing children's awesome. songs are the funniest, coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah, we're having so much fun with it. And it's it's amazing how much goodness you can spark because it's it's um, it's a fascinating concept of how goodness, just as evil, is contagious. And so if we are just, you know, 100% wholesome and good-hearted and try to be excited about spreading smiles and, and uh, good intentions, you know, other people catch on. And other people want to do that too. And it sounds like a, a cliche and like um, <laughs> something that you read out of a teenage magazine, but it's, it's kind of true in the way that, you know, it just makes a little bit difference in, in this life. I agree. And it's, it's just so admirable to see you guys doing that. And I'm a big, you know, supporter and proponent of things like that, too, in terms of supporting people. As you know, with my radio show, you're doing stuff on yes. a different level, but it's just, yep. it's really cool to see people out there just, you know, doing stuff like that and not asking anything in return. And, you know, so that's, that's very commendable that you guys are doing that. We appreciate your support on it as well, too, Carrie. So thank you for the, yeah. the time you've been supporting us as well, too. Oh, absolutely. And that will continue. It's it's just so great to meet, you know, good people out there that are doing good things, like you're saying, and that are not trying to be, like, narcissistic and, you know, just trying to get something from you. So it's, oh, yeah, you know, unfortunately, there's, those people are everywhere, but it's when you do meet yep. the people like you guys along the way, it, it makes everything, to me, at least all worthwhile. So, Yeah, very Thanks, cool. Chris. So, well, it's been a pleasure having you guys on again, and we did a full hour, and again, if I had more time and could be more awake from not working in corrections all day, I could do another hour with you. <laughs> but, um, hey, looking forward. Uh, maybe we can see you with our uh, new children's release soon. So, uh, yeah, thank we'll you def- so much. Yeah, we'll definitely be in touch about that, especially with the the ebook and all that other stuff you guys talked about. That sounds really cool. Well, thank you so much for having us. It's so wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah, and I hope to meet you Always. guys soon and see you guys live. It definitely has to happen in 2014. Yeah, yeah, we want to come to Central Jersey. <laughs> Hopefully we can set you up there. Definitely. Definitely, guys. Well, I want to wish you both much continued success with the new album. It's an amazing album, and everyone needs to uh, check this out and uh, get the word out about you guys. All right? Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And the podcast after the show is over will be available. So we'll both we'll all continue to promote it and uh, try to get you guys tons of listens and spread the word out there. Great. Great. Right. Have a great evening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris and Lou. You guys too. Much continued success. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. 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 All right, everyone. Again, Chris and Lou from Chris and Lou Children Project, as well as from the band Valkyrian. So please, 
again, check them out. Check out Scent of Breathlessness. It is available now on iTunes and Amazon Music. As I said, you can find them on Facebook, follow Valkyrians, and also go to chrisvalkyria.com where you can find upcoming shows and events for them. So again, if anyone tuned in late, the podcast will be available to download and stream. It's for free once the interview is over. So please spread the word about these guys. Check out the podcast I've done. Gosh, I can't even imagine. It's, it's almost probably 250 interviews by this point. So everyone from comedians, some really major national uh, hard rock bands. I'm a big fan of hard rock music. Um, filmmakers, entrepreneurs. So people just doing some really interesting stuff. Um, really want to spread the word about people. So again, just go through the podcast, scroll through it, and uh, find what you're interested in and, and check it out. So please follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. You can also befriend me on Facebook. I have two Facebook pages. One of them had been maxed out, and it looks like maybe a few spots had opened on that one. So please find me on my personal page. I'd love to keep in touch with people. And also please follow the Carrie Edelman Show, which will always debut upcoming events and interviews. I'm looking forward to 2014. I'm going to try to fit in another couple of interviews this month. We'll see how the month plays out. I know it's busy with the holidays, and I want to wish everyone a happy holiday at this point and especially a happy new year. But 2014 is going to be a great year. I'm already starting to uh, get some bands and some people that have been uh, contacting me, and I've been reaching out to some people too. So we're going to have some really cool interviews and shows coming up in 2014. So thank you so much again for tuning in tonight. Please check out the podcast for Valkyrians, and uh, we will be back. But again, go to the Carrie Edelman Show page, and you can always find out the dates for the upcoming shows and events. Thanks again for the continued support, and have a great night.